0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number six of the Completed Podcast, where we talk everything Magic the Gathering-related, with a focus on competitive magic, with some friendly banter along the way. Today, I have fellow co-hosts B-Money and Xavier. Go ahead and say hi, everybody. What up? What's going on? So yeah, guys, nice nice to see you guys again. It's been about two weeks since we've recorded an episode, so... Or we're gl- we're glad to be back. You know, we have the RC coming up next week as well. So um maybe we'll we'll treat you guys to a uh in person episode with with most of us there. Sadly I don't think Xavier's gonna
1: be able to make it right. No, nah, I don't think Warrior's gonna let me, but maybe I might just pop up.
2: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: just shows up out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> We'd love to see it, man. So I guess we can start off with the uh Hunter Burton memorial results. Um I didn't actually get to uh, look into that a whole lot, but all I know is the gist that Hammer won that Modern event. So what, what did you guys think?
2: Uh, I guess I can start with the top eight. Uh, oh. This isn't necessarily in order. It looks like it's in order, but it was Yawgmoth, Belcher, Mono Green Tron, Harden Scales, Mono White Hammer, Jundry Animator, Arachto Scam, and Kahira Azorius Control. So eight different decks in the top eight. Which is pretty diverse. It's pretty wild. It's been a f it's been a while since we've seen a top eight like that in modern.
1: Right. Usually yeah. so we'll have at yeah. least
2: one or two decks that are the same.
1: Yeah, and if you look just like a little bit past that, you, you saw a couple of mo- a couple other architects in there that you kind of weren't seeing for a while due to like the Merc tide deck and a couple other ones just kind of almost pushing them out. But it was good to see a diverse, you know, a medal like that. And, you know, going after day one, seeing uh he combo number one. Uh, that was exciting, especially with all the Fury, you know, floating around nowadays. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, yeah, like you said, Hammer ended up winning the tournament and then the Metagame breakdown. I think there was like 400 and like 440 players, something like that, uh, somewhere around there. Um, and obviously the most played deck in the room was Merc Tide. Uh, and then Scam was in second with six percent of the field. Uh, the exact same percentage was Team of Rhinos, and then five point nine percent was Five Color Creativity. Uh, of course, it's Texas, so you had 4.3% of the meta as Burn. Okay. <laughs> you know that Texas is, uh, I they mean, me Burn. personally, it, they just love Burn in Texas. I don't Burn. know what it is. Yes. Um, And then the, the what's, what was really weird to me is that five only five people in the entire tournament, I believe, played Harden Scales, and one of them top-baited. Wow. So I thought that was really cool. Um who had the best win percentage over the weekend? Looks like uh I mean John Creativity, but it's not a real deck. So I guess mono mono <laughs> white, white hammer pause. is <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Pause.
1: Any deck Why? that plays creativity is, is real. Oh, (laughs) I'm (laughs) kidding. Um, Do you think the hardened scales player, do you think he's stuck to that architect for like ever? Like you think he just stuck on scales for a while? Or do you think he just like picked it up for the weekend?
2: Yeah, I think the archetype of like of scales in general is either you like doing really complex math or you are in the firm pile of players that completely misses Mox Opal. So <laughs> probably fan. has just been chilling on it for a while. Um and was like, you know what, I'm gonna dust off this old deck and play it. Um but I o- overall I think yeah, Hammer had the yeah, Hammer had the highest win rate. He had a sixty percent win rate over the weekend.
1: Yeah, his deck is, was uh, kinda of weird too. Travis Travis Brown, you know, he's basically yeah, the hammer god. At this point, the, the man wins every major event in Texas, and he just moved out of Texas, so they just lost their best player. Uh, but uh, Angels bit, in the old deck, old. Solitude, like such a low low mana cost. Um, yeah, and, Solitude and, was in the before. deck.
2: Um, Paradise Mantle in the main, which is basically just um, Spring Lift Jump, but better, I guess you could say. Um, and then there was four Amiria's calls. Yep. Which is very strange. Um, But they're only playing 14 lands and then the four Amiria's calls. So they're playing 18 lands total with the Amiria's calls. Jesus. So, I mean, and the guy's onto something by doing what he's doing.
1: Yeah, he cast them. He cast them in the tournament.
2: That's crazy.
1: Yeah. What? Nuts. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. There's very little footage out there of it, but if you take to Twitter, you can, um, Nine, you can see some results on there.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. If he was hard casting a Miria's call, that's it's a lot yeah. of mana. That's seven mana. That's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's super dope. Um, and he also like techs super hard for the, um, for the Indomitable Creativity matchup. It looks like in the sideboard, he had like three Hallowed Moonlights and three Draineth Magistrates. And then the other two Solitudes. So like he was never going to lose to Creativity.
1: <laughs> or any of Creativity's a, a good matchup for Hammer. I think uh, the Draineth was really for Rhinos. Yeah. Leyline Binding, true. which was, I'm sure, everywhere. Yeah. I have to assume and, so. And we still got a lot of Breach decks, you know? That this shows Which, breach, y'all. I was
2: surprised to not see that many breach decks, or unless it's labeled something different in the metagame breakdown. But there isn't that many breach decks that I see in here. Um, actually, there's I see zero labeled copies of breach, but it could be labeled something else, so I don't know. Um, if yeah. it's actually something that was
1: really they usually relevant
0: or not, label it as like, gen- well, from what I've seen, they label it as like generic Ragavan. And it's yeah. like fair breach. It's like you just play breach in your blue red deck for value.
2: Yeah, and it just looks like there isn't a label for it anywhere on this metagame breakdown from Fire Shoes. So yeah. um Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, pretty pretty crazy that there is eight different decks in the top eight. I think that's super good for the format. Uh that means that you can pretty much take whatever you want to a tournament and you know, play make top eight and I think that's a sign of uh, a pretty healthy format. Uh for the most part. I mean, Xavier, you've been playing a lot of modern. I mean, that's basically the the main format that you play. How uh how do you how do you think the meta is like in general?
1: Um I don't I don't see an issue with the meta. I mean, it's it's changed so much since MH2 with just so many more free spells than before and i I know that kind of turns a lot of players off who just you know they want games to go a little bit longer than turn four but every rcq i went to no no one deck has dominated you know the event like it's always been a fair share spread across the board uh, across various decks and um you can't you can't prep too much for one deck because if you do then you're gonna get beat so i feel like it's just a house of cards just everybody beating everybody so i think it's healthy right now
0: yeah i i have to agree with you i think the modern format is it's healthy um but i do think it's at that point where at least personally it it is stale you know like you kind of get tired of playing against the same cards and like the same strategies like over and over but i mean that usually happens with most formats right so i don't know if that's if that's a real issue, but I mean, to be honest, I haven't enjoyed modern in, in a little while now, cause
1: it's... I think a lot of that has to do with um wanting to qualify for the pro tour. A lot of people, you know, when they're prepping for these RCQs and stuff, they have learned different formats. And with standard being the best it's ever, is best has been since basically 1998. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> but like th- there's so many decks, there's so many opportunities in standard right now that we haven't had before. And when you're preparing for that and you're seeing different variations and each week there's basically a new number one deck. And modern murktide has been holding it down since Luris is banned. Right? And before Luris it was Shadow, right? Which is basically the same deck, but Yeah, Yeah. I think the
2: the counterpoint to that is, like, uh, I guess for Standard right now, which I think is really cool, is the fact that everyone, all the best minds in Magic right now are focused on the format. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's allowing everyone to pay more attention to the format. And week to week, everyone's adapting like it used to be. Like, I remember back in the day when we had pro tours all the time right pre-covid and we had pro tours all the time things like that and there was always grand prix and stuff during the weekend and the the meta was always changing and people were paying so much attention to the meta and that's what's happening with standard right now and you see like the gradual changes of like grix is being on top and then all of a sudden Esper legends takes over and now Esper legends is like on top of the format and now people are like how do we beat Esper legends by not sacrificing all the rest of our matchups so I, I just think that it's like really cool, and I think the same thing will happen whenever the modern season rolls around for, um, for the Pro Tour. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure the next Pro Tour is going to be modern. So, right. Uh, well, it's gonna, uh, the next Pro Tour is standard, but the following one after that is going to be modern. So, right. yeah.
1: Um, I just want to be clear. So what, you're saying standards on on a House of Cards too? Uh, I mean, <laughs> everybody beating everybody. I no, it's not necessarily that
2: because not. I mean. If you look at the results, right, your main people that are putting up numbers are Esper and Grixis. Like, that's bar none. Like, they're putting up the best numbers because they're the most consistent decks. Mono White. What are you talking about?
0: Mono White's putting up results. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. And that's because it beats Grixis. Like, it it has a really good Grixis matchup. And and I completely get it. Um, But what I'm saying is, like, the last several RCs that we've seen, in Southeast, Asia, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Chinese RC, the Canadian, both Canadian RCs, all that stuff like that. I mean, you've seen the results move from week to week and everybody's adapting from the previous, like, yeah, that's how it's going. So, um, I, I'm interested to see how next week's, or I guess two weeks from now. Yeah. It'd be two weeks from now, how that's going to fare week, out. Right. It's next, it week. next week. It is next week. Uh, yeah. We're recording this on a Monday. Well, so. well,
0: yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: so, yeah. Recording this on a Monday, so yeah, it'll be basically two weeks essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I'm interested to see how the, the, the American one will go. That's that's gonna be the have the most players. Like I said, there's fourteen hundred people qualified. So Yeah. It's a lot of people. But like
0: I I don't know, man. I'm still a firm believer that people are just gonna take Grixis and they're just gonna jam it. And which I would love that. I would love that. That's me. That is you. <laughs> I think people are just going to be like, I mean, let, let's be real. Grixis is far and away the best deck in the format.
2: It has I'd the say most best... consistent. I wouldn't say the best.
0: I don't know. Grixis is,
2: it's pretty good, man. Oh, it's pretty good. But, I mean, it hasn't put up as many numbers over the last couple weeks as it, everybody thought It top
0: about eight's here. pretty consistently.
2: There wasn't a single copy in the top 16 of the Canadian RC.
0: Yeah, that's the Canadian RC though. What? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about all the events. It just missed on one event.
1: Yeah, that doesn't easy. mean
0: that the deck's fair.
1: Not good. Have you guys seen the uh, mono white with the uh, four filter ruins? Yes, in that yeah, is it has the eight. Yeah, that
0: is the only reason why I have been playing two basics in my main. I've been well. <laughs> right now, I'm playing a plains and an island in the main because we just never be field of ruin period, but. Like, Crazy. I'm thinking about playing an island in the board and then just keeping the planes in the main. But the issue is, is that now with all the all these decks adapting and playing basics, the mono-white decks are cutting their Field of Ruins because, like, they just don't do anything. Like, right.
2: yeah. so they... I mean, there's still an angle which you just feel to ruin your opponent out of the game. I mean... Yeah. Especially, especially, especially versus with
0: Yeah. You play Sarah I, Paragon and you just keep getting back Field of Ruins. Like...
2: Correct. And Grixis folds hard to Field of Ruin and Demolition Field. I do. So, that is um, Esper. Yeah. It's just, that's the whole format right now if you're playing three colors. Um, but yeah, so back to modern, I guess. Uh, I mean, did you guys have a chance to look at the results? Did you guys see any decks that kind of stood out to you that were like, whoa, this is weird? What is, what's going on? Because I have one that I saw that I was like, "Wow, this is very strange." That this deck was, it made the top thirty-two. I didn't make the top sixteen or anything, but it was in the top thirty-two. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was Gruel Asmo. No, clue. it was yeah, it was Red Green Asmo. Hmm. And it, I guess, it was technically Jund Asmo because they're playing over Chase Daredevil, but there's only yeah there's actually no way to cast the oval chase at all so um i thought that was really weird looking it plays a new card called Sarinth steel seeker it's actually not new it's from brothers war yeah it says it's a two mana one two whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control look at the top card of your library if it's a land you may reveal it and put it into your hand if you don't put the card into your hand you may put it into your graveyard
0: oh that's the um didn't you literally just play against that card like 20 minutes ago xavier
1: i just played against this. yeah yeah uh, which is weird because they do splash blue not just for orvar but i forgot the name of the card it uh makes you untap a permanent and then tap a permanent um a un- is it on this I think so. this other
0: blue creatures you control have whenever this creature becomes tapped, draw a card, then discard a card? Yes,
1: yeah, so it runs and, that, and then yeah. it runs Fate.
0: Fate, of... Stitcher? fate yeah, Stitcher? Fate Stitcher? Yeah, oh, and, uh... this is
2: not the same deck. It but... is, is it
0: not?
2: Okay. <laughs> no, no, not at no, all. No. This deck doesn't, it only plays red and green lands. Like, there's no way to create any other color besides red and green.
0: Oh, well... Yeah, that's way but, that's way different because I think the version that Xavier played against, their main... Well, not their main, but one of their win conditions is Thassa's Oracle.
1: Yep. So
2: the main win condition in this deck was obviously outside of Asmo and, like, Underworld Cookbook and stuff. It was Feasting Troll King. Oh, that's a so classic, it was just, dude. Yeah, I know. It was just putting 7-6 with Vigilance and Tramples into play. But it was also playing 4 Urza Saga, 4 Finale of Devastation, 4 Galvanic Blast,
0: does that list play just, on Earth?
2: No, it's not. It doesn't have it a way to cast it. It's only red green.
0: Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, it was just do the thing and basically attack with Troll King as much as you can. It was pretty. Wow. I don't know. A pretty cool deck list uh, by who's the guy that played it? Oh, it's
0: it's that uh that that was Spike. That was Spike's deck. Was it ever? Oh,
2: was it? Yeah. Wait, what? It was Everett. That's Spike. No, this is Zach Crescent. Crescent.
0: Okay, because the list I see here from the Hunter Burn Memorial that went 6-2, it was Gruel Asmo, and it was Aspiring Spike.
1: Yeah, Everett. And
0: it's and it's, it's the same... It's a, it's pretty similar. They play Asmoran, Gilded Goose, Sarenth, Still Seeker, Scrapwork Mutts, uh, Daredevils, Troll Kings, Ren Six, Devastation... A bunch of good artifacts to get with uh, Urza Saga and a single Fable.
2: Nice. Yeah. Yep. So like those decks are kind of cool. They're like popping up every here and there. Bring yeah. the light, Scape Shift made it back. They they posted <laughs> yes. a ninth place and a twelfth place.
0: Holy shit!
2: What? Oh Turned yeah, out.
0: the seven and one list. Let me see.
2: Well, no, you're looking at a different list than I am. I'm looking on melee. I think. Oh, okay. I'm looking also at Christopher's Link. list. Um, God, dude, yeah, getting no, I,
0: a falkey just feels so good. Like a flip table.
2: I just sent what I'm looking at to you. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Uh, I I think the Hunter Burden Memorial Tournament is a great thing. I I think I went one year. I think it was the first or second year that they did it, and then I haven't been back yet, only because I haven't been able to. But I do plan on going again, hopefully next year. Um, I think it's a great cause. I think it's awesome. I get to see a lot of people that I don't normally get to see, so I think that's super sweet.
1: Yeah. But Be- before uh, we move on from this tournament, I must point out there was a couple blasts from the past that made it to at least six and two. Sure. Advanced Spirits by Brian Leisinger.
2: I don't even know where y'all are at. Uh, I'm looking at a different okay. thing than y'all, but yeah, sure, yeah.
1: And then uh, uh, Etron by Damian Del Nero. Uh, Damian does all he plays. He, he has a, a lot of good content out there for uh, for Etron. But <laughs> I will shout experience. out.
2: I will shout out our boy, the tournament grinder himself, DeAnthony Davis. The Southeast, excuse me, the South, like South, I guess maybe Southeast, yeah. Southeast Tournament Grinder. You know the guy that always showed up at the RCQs Yeah, Louisiana? I know.
0: Yeah, I know who he yeah. is.
2: It? He placed 45th with Team Rhinos. Little
0: Rhinos, dude.
2: Yeah. So, um, I think that's really – that dude's been grinding a lot. He's definitely gotten better since the first time I saw him. So, yeah,
1: For that's sure, super dude. cool, he definitely did. Dude. Brent Sorry, Del Pino I don't want... did too. Brent Del Pino went 5-3. Shout out to the Gulf Coast. Let's go.
2: That's right. Go. Oh, you you didn't even see. Craig Edwards, baby. What do you do? What do you do? 18th place. John Saga.
0: Ooh. Whoa. Hold on. John Saga. 9-3-1. Dude, that's such a good record, too, for 18th. Damn. Yeah, there's
2: 442 players in the tournament. So... But yeah, no, I think, uh, I think modern is, uh, it's kind of in a sweet, I think it's in a good place right now, but I can understand where you're coming from, Vega, where you're kind of like on the, it's kind of stale side of things because we are just like playing against the same things over and over again. There hasn't been like a, like a breakout new deck, but even knowing that I feel like the format's still really healthy. Um, And I think it's just like a, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you are. Like I'm kind of just like on the outs about modern right now, just because it's, it's just like the same thing over and over and over again. But uh, I will agree that it is very healthy in comparison to its past.
0: Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's in a great spot. I just, I'm not having fun with it. And I do have to put the blame on um, a couple of cards Them being Ren and six, you know, and as much as I hate to say it, Teferi and Leyline Binding, like... Solitude. Solitude. Like, there's... Like, ah, I don't know, man. I just miss the days where Modern didn't have all these free spells, you know? It's like...
2: You just miss the days of casting Mana Leaks and... I do. And, I do. and Supreme Verdicts all the time and... I do.
0: Back when, uh... Housed. Yeah, good old ousted. <laughs> Back when the good old days where you could play, uh... Gideon Tribal, and Sphinx's oh, yeah. Revelation and when, shit.
2: When you used to have to play at least two copies of timely reinforcements in the main deck. That was hot. <laughs> that
0: shit cooked. I don't care what people said, dude. Ruined <laughs> Halo in the main, just to be Valico? Oh, dude. Oh. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, the good old um, days. Now we're getting uh, yeah. solituded and ephemerated.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think the format's still good i just again have been focusing on standard so i've Me just too. Kind of been like out on the format too
0: that's why i have you know. played
2: in a couple pioneer rcqs which has been kind of brutal <laughs> uh my last four pioneer rcqs uh i finished ninth ninth twelfth and tenth uh, God, you're like right like there right on the cusp right i know there. every time i played a different deck every time though so like i really i,
0: I mean, think that's it is what it is i think that's it I think you haven't found a deck that you're like, I click with this deck. I'm going to jam the fuck out of this deck.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to be like that with Lotus Field until I got Necromancer five times in, or like six times in one day. <laughs> and I was weird. like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> doing this anymore. Um, but I did play Blue-Eye Control last week uh, on Saturday. Uh, I got to the last round of Swiss. I was X and one. And... I played a really close game where I lost in turn five of turns to a Thrun. So, or no, it was uh, it was St- Stormseeker, Storm sorry, Stormseeker Storm Seeker and uh, Bonecrusher Giant. But I just, I played blue Eye Control. I really liked the deck. I can't play blue Eye Control in Modern, but I can play it in Pioneer. And it, I thought it was fun in Pioneer, so. I it, is it, was very fun. Fun. it is very
1: yeah, fun. Yeah, that's all I've been jamming in leagues. I can get a consistent 3-2, 4-1, still working on the five zero, but it's a fun deck. I enjoy it. It's the only control deck I've ever, like, enjoyed.
2: Yeah, I, so I, there was multiple times throughout the day that I slammed Elspeth, Sun's Champion, and won the game on the spot. It was great. I, it reminded me of old standard, and I was like, oh, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was very nice.
0: <laughs> dude there's just no i'm telling you there's no better feeling in this world than going supreme verdict into five minute to into into elspeth or whatever the hell else you want to cast just that curve is just so good it just it feels so i will
2: nice. i will say i do kind of feel bad for my opponent that i my mono white opponent that i cast it on he had four flipped wedding announcements in play and
0: one one's bad against elspeth dude
2: uh, it was really bad because he had all of those tokens, and I had like one, two. I had uh, a dream trawler in play, I think, and he like didn't want to attack because it wasn't lethal, but he, in, but like he'd lose a dude, and like if you know, he'd just give me an extra turn. But he just couldn't alpha and kill me. So then I just ripped the Elspeth and killed this whole board, and my dream trawler stayed alive. And then I got to attack for five on that turn and gain five life. And he was just like, oh. Okay. Yeah, because every creature that he played was four, four more four than four power. Because if there's four flipped <laughs> wedding announcements, announcements to play, <laughs> he played like a recruitment officer and was like, I was just like, okay, it's six, six power.
0: That's a six five six. <laughs>
2: yeah. Nice. It's just like this is wild.
0: That's how. That's how. Uh, but a temporary wonder. lockdown
2: too. Shout out to that card. I have not cast that card ever in my life until Saturday, and so good. that card is so good. That card is. Really that's a Chips kiss. Ooh, son! Is, temporary lockdown.
0: It's so good, dude. That card's messed up.
2: Yeah, so it's uh definitely uh, definitely a good good card, and especially against like fable or uh, like fable tokens and um and against wedding announcement tokens. That was yeah. I also blew him out with a, t- a temporary lockdown game one where he had like six tokens in play and like two one drops. It was like two hopeful initiates and like four or five tokens. And basically it just I just blew them out. It was crazy. It was Damn. it was definitely fun to play that deck though. Thank you for letting me borrow it. Of that course, dude.
0: Anytime. <laughs> yeah. I
2: was
0: I was low-key hyped when I was like, you could play Blue White, and you were like, Oh, for real? I'm like, let's go. He's gonna send the he's gonna send it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I definitely had fun playing it. Uh, it's definitely way different than playing modern where you just like cast one card and just get absolutely smacked. For playing the wrong card at the wrong time uh that's that's my extent of my my modern control (laughs) I pick the wrong spot I get too aggressive and I get absolutely punished for it so
0: it's true modern um, modern is way more cutthroat when it comes to like making like tiny mistakes because you just get punished like so hard
2: yeah which is crazy because like I'm used to playing legacy and like if you force a will the wrong card, you just lose the game on the spot, or like force a will in the wrong spot, or fluster storm in the wrong spot. And like for some reason that format makes sense to me, but control and modern, I just I don't know. I just have a mental block. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um yeah, so pretty wild. The uh do we wanna do we wanna segue into this uh These Lord of the Rings spoilers. I know everyone's been talking about them. I'm down. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, for those that don't know, I'm sure that people do know if you're listening to this podcast, but they recently spoiled some Lord of the Rings, uh, the Lord of the Rings set that's coming out soon. So, um, we'll kind of go through a couple of the cards, uh, and then we'll talk about the Big Bang. At the end, that everyone's going to be drooling over. Um, but yeah, so I and I think I'm on the same page as everyone else on the fact that uh, I don't like the Gandalf card. Uh, yeah, it's
0: it's <laughs> it's almost there. It's like, like, are you talking flavor wise, or are you talking about what the card does?
2: Flavor wise, I think it's okay. I don't think it's great. I think they missed on the flavor just a little bit. Yes. Uh, as the card in general. Uh, I mean, it's a five mana three four. That the only cool thing on it says copy a spell. Yeah. Like everything else on the card is just not good. So. And it's uh, just, I don't
0: know. It's it's like almost there. It does everything you want a wizard to do, but it's too expensive the f- like him being is it makes
2: no sense to me like i guess because it's like he's a mage or like a wizard excuse me
0: but like they could have um, made him like his front side being you know like gandalf the gray being like you know white black you know hybrid man at a cast and then his backside could have been like gandalf the white or whatever
2: yeah Oh, well, so uh, this, but this does tell me that they're just going to make a a different Gandalf. Like they're going to make Gandalf the white. You think? 1000%. There's no way they don't. Like, you know how hard they would miss if they didn't make Gandalf the white, but they make Gandalf the gray.
0: (laughs) I guess, (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, I hope they, 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 I don't know. I hope they do.
2: I, I will say for a commander card, like if somebody wants to play this as their commander, that's kind of cool. It gives them the opportunity to do it, especially like the Lord of the Rings fans that don't necessarily play magic right now, but may get introduced to magic because of the set. Yeah. So I think that's cool. If somebody's like, oh, the Gandalf card that I want to play, you know, it's a wizard. I can cast all these spells. Uh, you know, for those who don't know, it's Gandalf the Grey is uh, three, a blue and a red. Uh, legendary creature, avatar, wizard. It says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, choose one that has not been chosen. Uh, option one is you may tap or untap a permanent. Uh, Gandalf the Grey deals three damage to each opponent. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new co- targets for that copy. And the fourth one is put Gandalf on top of its owner's library. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I so I guess... Just,
0: I guess the whole point of Gandalf is to kind of find ways to maybe make him cheaper and maybe make the spells cheaper as well that way you can just keep putting him on top of your library and casting them and then getting all the all the modes again mm-hmm. so he, he could be a storm card actually like the more I, I look mean it at could it, like the, yeah like the more I look at it he's probably just a storm card. You know, um, you play, like, burals and shit, and then you have Gandalf and play, make a ton of mana, get all the bonuses, put them back on top, cast them again after you draw a card.
2: Oh, yeah. The, the possibilities in Commander for this card are basically anything that anybody wants to do. Yeah. The, the possibilities for Commander is unlimited. I, I This card will never see Constructed play. Uh, Bro,
0: <laughs> I, somebody can't, does, I can't They're I literally can't trolling. Wait. Dude, I cannot wait for like a month or whenever the set drops, like three weeks later, people are like, everybody's playing Gandalf. We're going to be Dude, like...
2: I, I would quit. <laughs> I would quit magic. I'd be like, all right, well, I missed this one so bad that I got to go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, I, I I do like the, the the box toppers that they did, though. Oh, the rings? Uh, the different rings? Yeah. And the no, no, party the, tree? The, the, yeah, the party tree, the bridge of khazad and the valley, valley of Kordoroth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think those are super sweet. I think it gives uh, people that play other formats and other stuff like cool little art cards. I think that the art is very incredible. And who doesn't want a copy of the Party Tree? I might just buy one just because it's the Party Tree. That is true. Dude, like, I,
0: for me, it's the bridge. <laughs> for me, it's the bridge. Like the Bridge oh. of Kazadum. is
2: sick. Yeah, it's it's the flavor on it and the art on it is super dope. Oh, it's I so I, I love it. And the the flavor text, the way oh, yeah. out, yeah the way out lay across a slender bridge of stone. It was an ancient defense of the dwarves that could only be traversed in single file. That's, oh, dude, it's oh, that's so super sick. cool. And like have it you plays seen... homage to the books?
0: It, it does. And then like the Lorian, uh brooch, like the flavor text for that, not idly do the leaves of Lorian fall. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jeez, like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, flavor-wise, the set is, like, super cool. I like all the arts and stuff. Um, I guess let's talk about other ones. Reprieve. Uh, did, did you see one? Uh, you want to jump right into that? Let's get
0: into Reprieve, dog. <laughs> all,
2: right, all right. The only constructive playable card I've seen.
0: <laughs> Reprieve is so good.
2: Yeah, so do you want to tell everyone yeah, what so, it is? Yeah,
0: uh, so Reprieve is one in a white. Uh, instant return target spell to its owner's hand, draw a card. So it's just better remand. Like,
2: any deck but that... You left out the most important thing. What? It's better remand in white.
0: That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> <away>. it's crazy. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, oh yeah, like, sick. Like, I'm going to cast this Holebreaker Horror. Nah, put it back in your hand.
2: I know. Yeah, uh, it, the fact that it just dodges the can't be countered clause on a lot of cards. Uh, I think this card will be very, very playable. Um, I think that Hammer and Modern will probably play it. I I could see a world where they play it. um, Maybe not max out copies of it or whatever, but I could be wrong. Uh, But I definitely think that Legacy will play it. Uh, (laughs) Legacy, like Death and Taxes, could love this card. Oh, yeah. No, I could see that. Yeah, if their opponent just goes like, you know, put giant fat Atraxa into play, you're just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> See you later.
2: Uh yeah. So I think that's I think that card's super good. I think it'll definitely see play. I I am surprised that it isn't uncommon. Uh just because typically wizards is like Oh, this card—we think it's going to be really good. Let's make it a mythic rare, you know? Yeah. Like (laughs) the fact that like Mount Doom—have you seen that? They made that
0: a mythic. I mean, I guess it makes sense—they're making them legendary lands.
2: Oh, you're talking about oh yeah yeah yeah. Mount Doom sucks. I'm saying
0: it's a mythic.
2: Like yeah, I think the card sucks. Uh, so it's Mount Doom is a legendary land. Uh, it's tap, pay one life, add a black or a red. You can also tap uh, one generic, a black and a red. Tap Mount Doom. Deals one damage to each opponent. And then five generic, a black and a red. Sacrifice Mount Doom and a legendary artifact. Choose up to two creatures then destroy the rest. Activate only as a sorcery. Like, that's so bad. This card is awful.
0: bad. Like, three mana for one damage? Yeah. Dog, like, we played murderable and standard. And, like, like, you're giving me this fucking... uh, what this needle drop for three mana? Like,
2: yeah, it's not good. Um, I do, I will say it did it did get flavor win with the oh, last ability. Yeah,
0: the, okay. Choose yeah. up to
2: two creatures. All
0: right. Yeah, I agree. It, it's a flavor. It's win. Sam and Frodo. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a flavor win, but nah, n- you won't ever see me sleep this card up.
1: If I do, <laughs> I. W- if, it,
0: t- this is my word. Swear to God, if you guys ever see a deck list with Mount Doom in it, and it has my name on it, if you get me a foil copy, I will eat a foil copy of Mount Doom. But I don't think I'm (laughs) ever, I don't think I'm ever sleeping
2: this card up. You know, now that you said that, it's recorded, so... No, that's what, that's why I'm saying we can always go back to this? Yes, I don't care when, it
0: could be 20 years from now. 20 years (laughs) from now, they build a fucked up deck around Mount Doom and somebody finds this, I will eat it. Like...
2: (laughs) Full send. Uh, that'd be hilarious. I want to see that. Full send.
0: <laughs> so if somebody builds a messed up mountain doom deck, I'll I'll, I'll have to eat one, because I'm definitely yeah.
2: going to it. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about the Shire. It's Ooh. another legendary land that they printed.
0: So that's the one where it uh, enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a legendary creature, which, shout out legends.
2: Uh, yep.
0: Tap out a green, and then two tap, or, you know, tap it for a green. It just has that basic ability and then one in a green tap tap an untapped creature you control create a food token
2: okay i think this uh, card's i don't good i think it's good i i don't think it's good only because it comes into play tapped unless you have a legendary creature if this didn't have that clause on it this card would be good but the food decks yeah but that I mean, it requires you to have asthma in play and then you're playing a green tapped land if not well like, they,
0: they play emery and shit too
2: Not necessarily. Most of the Asmo decks are, like, red-black X. Like, not necessarily Grixis, but, like, because they're playing, like, green cards such as, like, Trail of Crumbs and Gilded Goose and, you know, like the other deck we talked about earlier, the Feast of Troll Kings. Yeah, like,
0: like, I don't know, I guess in the blue-green version of the deck, maybe I could see this put in work. Yeah, but then you're not
2: playing Asmo at that point.
0: That is true
2: if you're playing blue green so
0: I don't know I think I think there's definitely like a lot of decks that are going to find a home for this land mm-hmm. but to say that it's like really constructed playable at least in standard and pioneer I don't see any deck playing this not yeah, even moder- so modern like I don't think any modern deck would make good use of the shire
2: yeah um I don't think so either I def for for commander absolutely Golden flavor win. It looks really cool too. Hard art does.
0: Wait, let's think about it. I think guild any gilded goose deck would definitely play this. Like, even if it comes in well, to I, play tapped. Because well, then your gilded gooses are just making hella mana. I don't know, dude. I'm just. The Shire's sick. I just want it to be good.
2: <laughs> My man's. Just I'm copium. <laughs> you need, you need to go. It's copium. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the. The one right next to that. Samwise the Stout Hearted. One in a white, legendary creature, halfling, peasant. I don't know why Sam's a peasant. It doesn't make sense to me. Because they're from the Shire. But, okay. Well, when we get to this next card, I'm going to tell you why I don't understand he's a peasant. Okay. All right, go so, off. <laughs> one in a white, legendary creature, halfling, peasant. Flash. When Samwise the Stouthearted enters the battlefield, choose up to one target permanent in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Return to your hand, then the ring tempts you. That's another thing that we haven't talked about yet, is the what ring. exactly it means to be tempted by the ring. Uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> it's literally a mystery. I we think... don't know what the tempting of the ring does. We don't know if it's like a curse.
0: Well, I think the I way that it works is you just keep track of how many times the ring has tempted you. I don't think there's necessarily like an immediate effect when it tempts you but after it tempts you like x amount of times then then things start to happen cuz i and i think they're going they're doing that for like flavor reasons like you know like the first time uh frodo put on the ring you know it didn't really affect him but like the more the ring was around him and like the more and the closer he got to mordor like the heavier the ring got the more it affected him So I think that's kind of like the flavor they're going for. So like, oh
2: yeah, I think it's super sick. Don't get me wrong. I just, I, I, we, we just don't know if it's like, it could be like a curse, right? Or like, you know, that one Chandra from a while back, Awakened Inferno that just like pings you every turn, gave your opponent an emblem basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like what if the ring tempting you was like an emblem kind of, and it was like, I I mean, it was like deals one damage to you every turn. however many times the ring tempted you i don't know there's just i have a lot of ways it can go
0: i think it's gonna be like an emblem sort of thing where the ring has tempted me you know twice this game Uh or it's done yeah i I don't think there is like anything bad necessarily that comes from the ring tempting you immediately i think it's more of like a like frodo like when we'll get to that card in a little bit i don't want to get too deep into that right now but um so yeah the the ring
2: tempting us i think what, that's what if sick. the what if after a certain amount of times so that the ring tempted you you just lost the game, <laughs> like Have you but read like Frodo? in general, oh well is that what Frodo says? That's what Frodo says. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll read Frodo. For All right. You. Let's do it. I,
0: All right. Frodo. Sauron's Bane. It's One white legendary creature. Halfling citizen.
2: Why that's is he a citizen? Yeah, why is he a citizen? Correct. And there is... we go. I did know that because I saw it on Twitter. Why is Frodo a citizen and Sam Samwise is a peasant? This doesn't make sense to that's me. That's
0: messed up. And, dude, Samwise <laughs> carried, like, literally. <laughs> Bro, he told Frodo, nah, like, nah, dude, we're getting there. So that's, I don't know, that's, it, it probably has to do something with the with the books. Maybe Samwise came from, I
2: don't know, actually, I have no clue. I, I, I can't say uh, No, I, think, I believe but... they were both just yeah, from the Shire. part of the Shire. Yeah, it's yeah. not like
0: Samwise is from like, you know. They're both hobbits. Yeah, so... like, he's not from like the back part of the Shire or something, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> the back part. Like, he's not like broke. <laughs> but yeah, yeah Frodo, no, Sauron's Bane, one white. Uh, so it's first, it's a one-two for one white. Uh, its first ability is hybrid white-black, hybrid white-black. Uh, If Frodo Sauron's Bane is a citizen, it becomes a halfling scout with base power and toughness, uh, two, three, and lifelink. And then its second ability is three black. If Frodo is a scout, it becomes a halfling rogue with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game if the ring has tempted you four more times this game. Otherwise, the ring tempts you.
2: Oh, that's where it comes from. Okay. That's what you were talking about earlier
0: yeah so about
2: the about the the losing the game thing okay
0: so essentially if you don't lose the game but your Your opponent opponent does okay so that's this is where it's kind of weird to me like is there going to be a negative downside to the ring tempting you
2: that's why i was wondering if there's gonna be like a like a hidden emblem like the chandra emblem that's like deal one damage to you however many times the ring tempts you this game or whatever you know
0: yeah because i mean at, at that point it'd be a like a Let me make sure I'm reading this right. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of a flavor fail if there's no downside to the ring tempting you. Like there should be some downside to the ring tempting you.
2: Well, I mean, the the chances of you actually connecting with this card being a 2-3, uh <laughs> a one mana two three when you're have four temp to ring activations i don't know what they're going to be called but <laughs> whenever you have four of those i mean somebody's just going to be like all right here's this here's this five five that's blocking this frodo forever like so that is fair i don't know i don't know this they could make it unblockable somehow maybe i don't know that that'd is be kind true. of cool i don't know that just Dude, seems flying, really
0: odd because you as the player and the ring is tempting me why is all the negative repercussion on you
2: because like, I don't know. I guess it's because like the ring, the ring tempting you would be.
0: I guess making me evil. So like
2: I'm yeah, making me evil. So I, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I guess you yeah. are just becoming more and more evil. I, I guess. mean, that was the whole thing about the ring, because every time like Frodo would always think really bad thoughts whenever it's he the, the ring,
0: ring Sam.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's heavy.
2: That was very good, actually.
0: I can no longer carry it.
2: All right. And I'll so carry then we... it
0: for you. Like <laughs>
2: asshole. Then I want to talk about the One Ring. Ooh. All right, All right let's go. Four mana, legendary artifact, indestructible. Big text right <laughs> at the top. When the run, when the One Ring enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each bird encounter on the One Ring. And then it has an activated ability of tap it, put a burden counter on the one ring, then draw a card for each burden counter on the one ring. Is this card playable? I it's it's very like coin flippy for me. So let me break I, it down. I...
0: <laughs> Four mana, legendary artifact. So you can only have one in play. Indestructible, yes. so they can only exile it. When the yes. one ring enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you gain protection from anything. From everything until your
2: next turn. yeah. I guess anything and everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each burden counter on the one ring. And then you can tap it, put a burden counter on the one ring, you draw a card for each burden counter on the one ring. Yeah. Whoa. Holy sh. Okay, so you put a counter on it, you lose a life, bang. But then if you tap it, it'll go to two, you draw two cards, <laughs> and you tap it, you draw three. Four, yeah. technically. So, like, I think this card's good in probably a storm shell
2: so-, so so here's what i i I heard somebody mention this. What if you just played this card with like hidden strings, and you're just like constantly untapping it and drawing everything.
0: Oh, you don't lose you know life when you tap it it's only it's
2: only your upkeep, yeah, so for each burden counter on it. So you could, like, oh technically draw, like, 7, 10, 15 cards, and then, like, you know, like... Dude, okay,
0: be honest. Do you think Lotus <laughs> Field would play
2: this? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I have heard a lot of people say that Tron might play this card, just because you can, like, search it with Karn and like stuff like that. But then at the same time, it's like, why would you want to play this card? It, it gives you dude, protection for one turn. Wait. Why not just cast Oblivion Stone and, and crack Oblivion Stone? Well, this card That's protection from everyone. Think about it.
0: This card's... Fucked up against control. If they cannot exile it, and like you get oh, to like, for sure. like this card, f- fucked up.
2: Oh, I agree. Being able to draw cards in Tron is great. Uh, I just don't know if you if you're taking off turns to do this. And the
0: because thing is, the like,
2: format of Modern is too fast. Yeah,
0: and like, yeah, I agree. And in Modern, I there's can so see this many in an answers to
2: it. There's so many I can see this in an Eternal format where you have like City of Traders and like. Uh, Ancient Ancient Tomb and Mox Opal still and stuff like that. I could definitely see that.
0: It's probably like a fine EDH card. I don't think it's going to be standard playable. Um, I
2: don't think it's going to be standard playable at all, but we could be wrong. We
0: could be wrong. I'm just going (laughs) off of the current format. Like, what deck would realistically play the One Ring? Maybe like the Blue-Red Artifact Control deck, and that's that's it. I don't even know if it would play that. Even then, like, you're spending four mana to kind of let your opponent progress on the board and then you can burn down the house and then you just have this ticking time bomb that draws you a bunch of cards
2: that's true but i and mean there's also not really a like a gain any like way to gain life and standard right now outside of like steel serif i guess hold on just pause like, life
0: the one ring and union of the third path could be crazy
2: are you talking about the card that draws each for each card in your hand
0: no, the one that gains you that you draw a card and you gain life equal to the number gain of cards life equal to, to, yeah. Oh,
2: that's actually true. That'd be kinda cool. Like that that could be sweet in like a Mind Splice deck. That would be cool. Yeah, just casting the one ring for free would be kind of sweet with Mind Splice.
0: I don't think Actually uh, no, it's Instance of yeah, Sorcery. It's a, it's yeah, Sorcery. Yeah. My,
2: bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I am incorrect on that. But still. Like Um some of these other cards we won't really touch on because they're not not that great. Uh, Tom Bombadil, uh, it's, it's it's, five, it's a Bluebird card. It's just basically it's an EDH card. It's just
0: flavor. Like, that's a, it's, it's...
2: Yeah, I'm not even gonna go over that card. It's just for EDH players and flavor, so, um, let's see. Sauron. Aragorn and Arwen.
0: Aragorn and Arwen and Sauron.
2: Wed. Okay, so Aragorn and Arwen, Wed. four generic, a green and a white Legendary creature, Human Elf Noble. Oh, I love how they put both of them together. That's cool. Um, Alright, so it's a 3-6 with Vigilance. Whenever Aragorn and Arwen Wed enters the battlefield or attacks, put a 1-1 one, one counter on each other creature you control. You gain one life for each other creature you control. This card is... I'm going to lose this card in Limited and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen with this card. <laughs> Somebody's just going to go, oh, yeah. I have two of these little tiny two threes in play. And then they're going to be like, all right, cast is are in right. They're all fours. And then you're just like, all right, cool. And then you're just like, all right, I'm going to tackle this thing. And you're just like, well, I lose the game now.
0: <laughs> My two threes became what? Uh,
2: four? Five, five, five six sixes. Five sixes? Yeah, five sixes in, in two turns. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty disgusting. I I don't know if it'll actually see play. I'm, I could definitely see like a go wide and deck in EDH play it, but. Six is a lot. Six mana is a yeah, lot. For Constructed.
0: And Elish Norn being, like, five mana, and people barely yeah. play her,
2: right? Like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, in and standard, and yeah. That's what I am saying. Norn, yeah. But... Right. If this card costs four, and was, like, a one-three...
0: Oh, dude. Wait, this card could actually be insane in, like, a Coco deck.
2: Like, a go-wide Coco
0: deck? Not Coco deck, sorry. Uh, Court Calling.
2: Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Like you make a bunch of Um yeah, if you're playing like devoted druids and stuff, yeah. you might be able to like power it out. You just
0: power it out, boom. But even then in modern I don't at- think this is dog.
2: Like Yeah. I mean, it is an elf, which is kind of cool, so like
0: God, y- six mana. You're like mana.
2: elves can make elves. It's six mana though. Like, yeah. Just, it's just, having... like, I can't get over the fact yeah, that it's six mana. Like, <laughs> I think
0: it, I think even if like I think for this card to be playable, uh, for, like as of now, I think it would have to be like four mana.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like and maybe it would be
0: a three yeah, six. It'd it have to be like a like a three two, four. Yeah, like a two four or like even a three four would be fine. Yeah, like a three four would be
2: fine. It's just like well, I think a three four would be. I think it'd be too much. I, I don't know.
0: Shields are a four mana like four three, five. Four.
2: I mean <laughs> like come on, that's
0: like <laughs> let, let them be a three four dude
2: that's fair, like damn <laughs> and, and
1: uh, speaking
0: of which, and I'm sorry to go off topic, do you think children would be playable if she was a four four i have seen everybody raving about this on Twitter. they they're like the only difference between a three dollar children and
2: a absolutely 6-4. not the car would not be playable if it was a four four I agree the car's a four five, and that's the one of the main reasons that people play it, I agree. I I mean did people on Twitter disagree?
0: No, no. People are people are saying that the difference between a three dollar shieldred and a seventy dollar shieldred is one power of toughness.
2: Like one th-
0: <laughs> like, like one 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 that little blip in the toughness, that's it.
2: Yeah. Literally that's, I, that's it. Like it's so good. And I think they made it like that for a reason, but it kinda sucks. Yeah, I think I, it's gonna turn into meat <laughs> hook massacre eventually. Like it's just gonna get the axe. No, no
0: shot. Right? I'm kidding.
2: I'm kidding. I'm joking. Okay,
0: thank god. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Don't speak that shit into existence. I actually like casting <laughs> children, so...
2: Yeah, I also do too. That's why I'm playing the uh Yeah. Um, Alright, so you said. What did you do you use?
0: Sauron the Ridless okay. Eye. It's a okay. three generic black red. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn. You untap it against Haste. Uh, it's a 4 4 for 5. Okay. Uh, with that ability off the rip. Which flavor wise, that is awesome. That's an ETB, right? It's an ETB. Okay, cool. Um, it's an avatar horror. So like, that makes sense. Flavor out the ass, I love it. And then its ability is one generic black red creatures you control gain plus two plus o until end of turn, and each opponent loses two life.
2: All right that that second line of text is just not important. <laughs> You don't, I don't think? I feel like it is. In like a, I don't think it's that. Important. In a
0: black red aggro deck, you just start draining your opponent
2: for two. Like it's just. In well, a black red a aggro menacing. deck, I don't think you're casting Sauron for five. But
0: there's that black red midrange deck that's like aggressive, and it plays like graveyard trespassers and stuff and Shieldred.
2: Yeah, I think, but you're. I think your top end is just Shieldred, though. I don't think you're wanting to play Sauron. If you're going to play Sauron, you're playing like literally only one in the seventy-five at most, and you're probably kicking yourself in the teeth for doing that in the first place <laughs> uh I, I i i like the flavor of the whole card uh but i don't necessarily think it's playable
0: that's fair i just like the fact that it's a good mana sink like mm-hmm. late in the game if you just have sauron in play and you have like six yeah. lands you just drain your opponent for two or you make them lose yeah two, you don't it really
2: does just have threat and stapled to it too so
0: yeah it's a 4-4 that's like it takes her maybe it's a cyborg card, right? Like maybe you don't play it in the main, but maybe you bring it in against like a shoulder deck, right? You just, yeah, and
2: you just like steal their shoulder. Yeah,
0: you slant... Oh, dude, yeah, like you could. Sauron could see play in Pioneer and like, and I am maybe not, but like the red black like sacrifice decks.
2: Sacrifice deck, like, yeah, yeah, maybe.
0: Like you could play it as a. I think one-off. five mana
2: is a lot in that deck, but it is
0: a it is a lot, and that's the only. God, like they're making these cards like. Almost playable, but they make them so I know. expensive. Like Aragorn being six mana, Sauron being five. And look, okay, we're, I I should not complain. We're sp- we're spoiled, I'm, is what's going what I'm on. Right I'm, I, we're looking at this
2: and we're spoiled. I am
0: bitching about power creep, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this card is not power crept hard <laughs> enough. Like I'm I'm being brainwashed. <laughs>
2: You're being brainwashed by Wizards of the Coast. Like I'm like That's I'm, exactly what's I'm like
0: dude, this isn't a fucking a four mana a four four. Like a four a four mana, I think this card would be too strong. One hundred percent too strong. Yeah, a four right. mana four four that takes your opponent's creature.
2: What if it was a four mana three four? No, unplayable. Dog <laughs> shit. Back to this one power and toughness thing again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's true. It's it's crazy. It's like it's that perfect edge of. It being a, a 4-4 or a 5-5 or a 3-4. If it's a 3-4, it's dog water. Unplayable. Yeah. 4-4. <laughs> unplayable. Like 4-4, you're happy with it. You're chilling. You're like, oh, this is this is okay. And if it's a 4-5, it's like best card in the format. This card's fucked up. Like everybody's crying about it on Twitter.
2: <laughs> like. Oh yeah.
0: Like first that's first. what Sauron is. Like, think about it. If he was yeah. a four-mana four-five. He's a basically four or five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: Like, Bro, like if Sar- that's way too much text on. That's field.
0: what I'm saying. If it was a four mana four five, he would be the next children. He's basically shielded oh, be better than children He's literally children. He just takes your opponent's creature, hits him, and then they lose two. Whenever you pay three mana,
2: so like. Yeah, it's it, the mana sink on it. it I, I I guess the the mana sink part of it, like that each opponent loses two life, is just like really cool. Because it's not like they—they're not putting that stupid clause on it like every other card that they printed Once recently. Per where turn. It's, Once per turn, Once activate, per activate turn. only as a sorcery. Like, yeah, god, <laughs> yeah. Once per turn, activate only as a sorcery. That's like the worst part. God, they—you don't get to do anything fun when the card says that.
0: It's—it's it's just like, what's the point? Don't even give it the ability, dude.
2: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking. Just... <laughs> they do it for limited, but I—I I think this card in limited is going to be pretty good. I'll say that. Oh yeah. Um. Alright, I got one more, and then we'll talk about the big boy. Alright, let's do it. Uh Gollum, Patient Plotter. It's uh, one generic and a black. Legendary creature, halfling horror. When Gollum, Patient Plotter, leaves the battlefield, the ring tempts you. you it's, it's, it has an activated ability, it's... Pay one black, sacrifice a creature, return Golem from your graveyard to your hand. Activate only as a sorcery. What a coincidence! Activate only as a sorcery is on this card. Uh, Thanks, dog. I think that this card is okay. It's not um, great. It's I not bad. If if the ring tempting you is like a very very good thing, yeah, then this card is actually pretty okay. But if the ring tempting you is terrible, like it's just like basically does nothing, this card sucks. Uh, I think that they're just doing this at this point for flavor. Um, the, the flavor text on this card is also good. They'll take it, steal my precious, thieves, I, we hate them. It's also super sick. <laughs> yeah, <that's> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, I, I just don't think it's very good. Okay, so. Unless the ring tempting you is a good thing.
0: So, off the rip, I do want to say it's an uncommon. Mm hmm. So, I think Unlimited, I think this card's probably going to be pretty good. It's just a two minute 3 1, right?
2: Yeah, Unlimited is probably better. So. Like,
0: if we're talking limited, I think the card's going to be pretty good. I'd say it's probably like a. If we're rating on like 1 through 4, I'd say it's like a 2.5. It's just yeah. above. It's, it's okay. Um. And it's just, it's so hard to to evaluate the card, because the only card right now that does anything when the ring tempts you is Frodo. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, what else does it do?
2: Yeah, what else does it do? Like,
0: also, what the, like, Sauron, he doesn't tempt you. Right? Yeah, like, true. Like, that's weird. And I don't know. That's true. Like that's a that's a flavor. But
2: he never he never carried the ring. Technically, he just owned it previously. So they, he, I, he wait. actually created it. You're right.
0: But... I think I think they're gonna do something if they even make a card for it. Which why would they not? It's but the tower with the eye on it. Which one? Yeah, the, I mean his. So that has to tempt you, or that has to do something. Like if the ring the ring has tempted you x amount well, of I times. Well, I mean that's Mount
2: Doom. So. Or no, Mount Doom is actually in. Sorry, Mount
0: Doom's the volcano. I'm talking about like the giant. Yeah, they're definitely
2: gonna make. They're definitely gonna make the the Dark Tower. They should. Like, yeah, for sure. And that I'm interested to see what that card's gonna be. That'd be pretty cool. You know what I'm ready for? Um, what are you ready for? The Balrog. (laughs) The Balrog. That card's gonna be. It's probably gonna be like a juggernaut. Like, Shut up. like no. a seven made a nine seven that does nothing. No, dude, <laughs> it,
0: it, they can't do that. They can't do that. It has to be like a. Oh, dude, you know what would be sick? What? It's like. It's like a red Brutal Cathar.
2: Oh, no, absolutely not. They should want- Brutal Cathar is already red.
0: Yeah, but look, he has to be. <laughs> look, look, he has to be hybrid white red because, you know. He does pull Gandalf down with him.
2: Okay. So it could be fair. like a
0: hybrid red white, you know, when it enters the battlefield. It could be like a four mana like three three or something, right? Just anything. It's almost like you give it flavor. Like exile target creature until X something, until it dies or something, you know. One hundred percent that has to be what the
2: card does. I mean, you could say exile it until this leaves the battlefield. Like, I mean that's exactly what you're saying. I th- because Gandalf does come back. He does
0: so. come, yeah, exactly. Spoilers. Boom, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> what twenty-year-old movie spoiler?
2: Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> um, also, I will say that the the basic lands in this set that they pre- that they previewed already are gorgeous.
0: They are really pretty.
2: They are absolutely gorgeous. I think the the, the basic lands are sick. They're all the the map of uh, Middle Earth, which is super cool. I just really don't. Um but yeah, so let's get to the uh we'll we'll do the the mini the mini uh I guess they are printing serial cards like they did in Brothers of War where they printed the serial numbers on each card. So they are they the cool thing is is that the rings that they're doing are really sweet. They are basically for each kingdom or each uh yeah, each kingdom of of middle earth it's it's Uh, it's based on
0: the rings that were made for correct yeah Yeah,
2: there was 19 rings total there was uh three for the i think it's three for the dwarves seven for the elves nine for the men so they did one through 300 one through 700 one through 900 um and they're all in written in the uh script like the elvish script which is really cool um I think that's a really cool flavor thing. I think that's I think that's awesome. I like how you said 19
0: uh, instead of 20. <laughs> that's fair. Because you already know. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You already know. Get to it. Yeah. All right.
2: Bring it up. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's do it.
0: The one of one of the one ring. Probably the most expensive magic card that has ever been printed yeah like hands down Absolutely. i think it surpasses black lotus as crazy as that sounds i think oh man this is like this is the golden ticket of magic players
2: like oh it's it's a lottery ticket like it's literally it's, a, it's life-changing money like i've heard a lot of speculation on this on this card as far as people opening it or if people are even going to open packs in public. Like, I mean, it's going to be life-changing money. Yeah. I would not put it past the fact that some person will come out of nowhere. Like, what if J.R.R. Tolkien was just like, I'm worth $50 million. I'll give somebody a million dollars for this card. You know? Like, I think, actually, is he dead? I think he's dead. Wait,
0: hold on. Pause.
2: I don't know. I think it is,
0: I might shy, I might right? be wrong.
2: I think I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's twenty twenty three. Who knows?
0: Oh bro, he was born in eighteen ninety two.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's way dead. Like what if what if one of his pred- like one of his family members? Let's say that. Sorry. I just scratched that from the record. But what if <laughs> right? one of his family members was like, I'm getting all these royalties off this. I want this because my dad, you know, did this, right? Fair. Or what if he just came back from the dead? Who knows?
0: Bro, yeah, he, he just he,
2: took his jeans and recreated them in a lab. He's
0: he's gonna come back just for the one ring. <laughs> um
2: no, this this card's a literal lottery ticket. I think that this is Or uh, Peter Jackson the question for you, Even
0: Peter Jackson could just be like, I want this.
2: Yeah, I mean I've already seen speculations that Jake Paul was talking about buying it. Uh other celebrity, there's another like chic in like Abu Dhabi or like Dubai that was talking about buying it. Um, and if we're talking about sh- like Sheik's in-, in Dubai and Jake Paul and stuff like that, we're talking about s- at least 250K or more. I mean, you're talking about probably close to half a million, if not even pushing seven digits. I don't like.
0: know, dude. I would do some very degrading shit for the one ring. And not even to just what sell it. Like, I would, I would, I'd do some crazy shit for the one ring. What do like, you mean? just as a like, saying, like, just as a meme. Like, that, like, it, oh. it has that much pool. Like, Anybody that has the money, they are just going to, they're going to do anything to get the ring.
2: Yeah. So let's talk about the pros and cons of this, right? The pros being, it's an awesome flavor win. It's super dope looking art card. They're doing Lord of the Rings right by having the one of one ring because it's the only one to ever exist. I think it's super cool that they're doing that. But at the same time, it's like, at what point do you realize that you are just basically printing a lottery ticket? Right? They know that. And you could you could argue the fact that every time you open a pack, you're doing lottery. Like, because you're always searching for one expensive card or, like, some expensive cards or something. Um, but also, with the one – like, what if some nine-year-old kid goes and buys a pack from Walmart and opens a one ring? You know? Yeah. Like, so, you know, is that considered gambling? Like, we don't know. <laughs> so,
0: I guess the big issue – there's a lot of issues that come around with the one ring. Like you said, one, uh, it's probably a safety issue. Uh, you, don't, oh, 1, you don't ever want to let anybody know that you opened it in a public place. It's like walking out of the casino with a jackpot win. Like, you need to, you need somebody
2: to walk you out to your car. That's typically what happens yeah. to you at a casino. They typically walk you out if you want them to try and jackpot. Like,
0: they're, hey, you need to go home. And these <laughs> six bodyguards are going to take you, okay? So, like, <laughs> it's scary shit, man. Like like there's some really bad people out there and i'm not saying you know that everybody's bad but you know it's as fucked up as it sounds it's a flavor win like oh, people are going to be percent. like aggressive over the one ring people are going to be like i want the fucking ring like give me the ring like what do you want for the ring like it's just it yeah. makes sense like
2: and that's oh all the flavor that goes towards this one this one ring idea is spot it's on it's crazy It's going to make people go crazy because people are going to be opening packs like crazy. People are going to be buying – like, every single piece of prize support, people are going to be like, how can I turn this into store credit to get to these packs, right? Or how can I – every single person that even decides to hold a tournament with these packs as prize support or a draft or anything, they're just going to be like, yep. And you're going to see that one person at your draft – you might see that one person in your draft room that opens the pack and just stands up and walks (laughs) away. And just and you just know that that person just opened the one ring, like. dude.
0: It's 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 <laughs> insane. Like, and the whole point of the ring, right, is that it makes you greedy. It makes you like, like nothing else matters but that one ring. And like, dude, that's gonna happen with a lot of people. People are gonna get greedy. People are gonna, oh yeah, like it's gonna bring out the worst in people. And I think there's gonna be oh, a sure. lot of drama around this ring. And that is just, oh, that is just. It's such a flavor win. Flavor win. It's just
2: ugh. chef's kiss.
1: God. <laughs>
2: um. So let's talk about the other like cons about this too. Is like what's preventing a store from like hoarding all their product, opening it all, and then like finding the ring, like, and never saying a word about it until they make two more orders of this product and they sell all that out. And then finally they're like, Oh, what a coincidence. We found the one brand. That's, it's like, yeah, exactly. What dude, I'm telling like, you, that's that's the other thing that sucks is like, you can't really prevent people from doing that. Like stores that have way access to way more product than the average consumer. Like, so it's kind of brutal when it comes to that. But I mean, like you said, safety is an issue with this car. Oh yeah. Like it's going to be hard to, <laughs> get people to not freak out when this, this set releases.
0: It's not even that man. It's like, like you said, like what is stopping a store from just being greedy and just knowing that they bought the one ring and just not letting the public know and just letting people keep gouging the price of this product and then them selling it. And then once, you know, it kind of dies down or, you know, people are just like, Oh, nobody's pulled the ring yet. They're like, by the way, I have the ring and it's authenticated and graded.
2: Yeah, all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah. But okay, let me ask you this. All right, so you're sitting in a card store, right?
0: Okay.
2: Let's just say you're sitting in a card Wait, store. Wait, let me close my eyes. Okay, I'm picturing it. All right, you're sitting. <laughs> all right, you're sitting in a card store. You open a pack of collector booster from Lord of the hold Rings. Hold on, I got it. Open the pack. Hold on, hold on, I gotta get in it. I gotta get in it. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, so you open a pack. You're looking through the pack. You find the One Ring. What is your next process? Like, what what is the first things you do?
0: All right. Am I at a random store or am I at like
2: No, you're at your local game store. So, you're at your local so I'm game either store. so you're So, cobs are in your most trusted local game store. Okay. Yeah, you're you're at your most trusted local okay. game yeah. store. So I'm
0: either in Gulf Coast Hobby or in uh gaming. So Yep. The first thing I would do is of course I would only tell See that's a thing. That's a
2: thing, man. I don't know I wouldn't tell. I mean, that's that's the issue. But continue. i you're go it, you gonna It'd be what one do. of two things. It'd be one of two
0: things. Because I know Cobb has he can send out a card immediately to get it authenticated.
2: So, well, I okay, so, go ahead so like the
0: yeah. only person at that shop that I would tell would probably be Cobb, and I'd be like, don't tell anybody, I just want to get it graded, and that's it. That's it. That's all I would want to do with the card. If I was at Narves, I would only tell Cameron, and I'd like, okay. that's it. That is the like straight up, like, but and of course, I like, I'm not gonna cap, I'd probably tell like you guys into metamorph and Savannah and yeah. anybody close to me, but
2: for sure, I yeah, would yeah. not, your
0: I would not like, nobody's going to catch me slipping. Like that shit's getting graded, sent off. And then I realistically, I'd sit on it for a while. Like I'd throw it in yeah. the safe, just let it sit there. Okay. Cook. And then, you know, a year down the line when everybody's like, well, I guess the one ring just, you know, some some kid pulled it and played with it on the concrete and or whatever. And, <laughs> Can you imagine? And then bang, <laughs> dude, you just post it on like buy sell roll or high end. High end magic. Boom. One it's ring. It's gotta
2: be high end, yeah. Like
0: the one ring authenticated, boom. Dude, and you know the second you make that post, you're getting swarmed. Like you're
2: your oh, yeah. inboxed. Your DMs are just getting ravaged. You're getting nuked. Yeah. All right. So do? my thing All right. First thing I'm doing is not saying a word to anybody. Whatever store I'm at. Well, I'm in Nashville. If I'm at Golf Course Avi, I'm telling Richard. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I'm not saying a word to anybody and I'm the the following day I'm booking a flight to Dallas. Gone. Gone. Okay. Okay. Uh I'm booking a flight to Dallas and I'm walking into Beckett myself.
0: Ooh, wait, that's a better one. Yeah.
2: I'm walking straight into Beckett. I'm saying, "Hey, I have the one-of-one one ring. I want you guys to authenticate it. I want to put it in a case. I want you to grade it, whatever, you know, whatever." The next thing I'm doing as soon as I leave Beckett is I'm going to get two witnesses and a notary at a a notary public and I'm going to draft a document that's notarized saying that I am the only owner of this card. Ooh, that's hot. Okay. I'm, I, I, and I took this from, from Tannen and Ross Merriam because I listened to their podcast, but this is a very good idea. You go, you get a notarized document saying that you're the only person that owns this card. And you have two witnesses saying that you're the owner of this card and you have that forever. Then you put it in a safe or safety deposit box, whatever you want to do. And you wait on it for like three or four months. And then you post it one time. This is what I would do. I post it one time. I gauge some interest, I you know, basically say hey, I have this, you know, whatever. Serious offers only. I would put some astro astronomically high number in there. I'd be like, not se- accepting offers less than 750,000, you know? Like something crazy. Yeah. And then I would see how high the ceiling goes. Okay. I'd just be like, let's let's just raise this thing up. And yeah, I would. I would probably if someone offered me seven hundred fifty k or more for the card, I would probably sell what it. What if
0: somebody offered you six hundred fifty k? That's the highest you. I'd get. probably still
2: sell it. Right, what if somebody
0: offered it. you six hundred k?
2: I'd probably. uh I think. I think anything over fifty, like anything over six six hundred k or more, I would probably sell it if it's like half a million i'd probably sit on it longer and the reason why is because all it's gonna do is gain value
0: so what if somebody offered you 555k
2: no i'd probably i'd probably still hold on to it anything 600k or more i'd probably get rid of okay that. but but i think it and the reason being is because i got diamond hands okay i don't have no soft baby hands Fuck. i got some diamond hands i'll wait for some dude to come out of nowhere and pay pay seven figures for it that is you know, like Jake Paul, it is life changing money. If, Don't get if me If
0: Jake Paul would to buy it, that man would probably just throw a million at you and just get it. over. Yeah, it. he'd be
2: like, "Here's a million in Bitcoin or yeah. something," and be like, "Here, here you go." You I'd snap it
1: off.
2: Oh yeah, somebody was like, "Hey, I'll give you a million in Bitcoin," and we can't. But the thing is, too, is I, I wouldn't have the transaction would happen in person. Oh yeah. So like, if some chic in Dubai was like, "Hey, I want to buy it. I'll give you a million dollars," I would be like, "All right, well, buy me a plane ticket to Dubai." Like, uh business class. I want to sit in luxury. You know, I, I'll, I'll, you find me to Dubai, we'll do it in person. Yeah. And then I'd do that whole that whole transaction in person. I would have paperwork documenting the whole thing, all that stuff like that.
0: I, I, I personally would not go meet somebody in private. Nah.
2: Oh, it wouldn't be in private. No. I'd have people come. Yeah. I'd be sure.
0: like, let's meet somewhere neutral. A lot of people.
2: No, no, no. If, if some like chic in Dubai that I can confirm is a like chic or something or like some, some person that's, you know, I can verify their net worth in some way, shape or yeah. form. I would be fine with doing it. That's fair. I would obviously, I would hire some security person and be like, Hey, you're coming with me to this place and you're my protection. You know, like I, I at that point, I'm about to make a million dollars. So, I mean, what's me paying somebody, you know, five grand. Thousand, like $2,000 or five grand to come protect me while I go to a foreign country.
0: Like, that's
2: fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, no, but I mean, I think the, the the whole concept of the One Ring is crazy. I think it's uh, it's 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 just a lottery ticket. They, it really is, and that's life-changing money.
0: The only thing we can hope for is that somebody with the F, with the essence of Frodo finds the One Ring, and they're just like the most wholesome, nicest person like ever. Like that'd be perfect. I,
2: I would not. I would. I would not be upset in the slightest amount if some like like 13 year old kid opened it and like knew what it was Yeah, me either i think that'd be super cool that would be really dope um but i could also see someone in that local game store seeing the kid opened it and punching the kid in the face and grabbing it oh so (laughs) bro i i could definitely see it i don't condone that but i can definitely see it because people are human humans are humans
0: i'm very like somebody's gonna catch a fade I just already know it. Like they're just gonna get
2: <laughs> Yeah, literally. Oh, that's brutal. But no, the the one ring the, the art's sick. Uh, the other thing that I would be worried about too is how many people are gonna try and reproduce this card. Like how many people are gonna try and fake reproduce They've this card? They've already
0: done it. I don't know if you've seen the proxies of it. They're already out there. No, I haven't. Yeah.
2: Wow. Um I'm gonna I'm also ready for the sick fuck that opens it and puts it in their DH deck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no dude no 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 yeah dude no, they gotta, no.
2: i'm ready for that dude Nah, no, they gotta that dude that dude's gonna have the most expensive edh deck in the world yeah hands down
0: that's a flex that card could be ass cheeks <laughs> and he's yeah, just man. playing it for the flex he's just like oh, oh it's, god that'd be great oh, it's my go okay tap soul ring tap yeah. two lands the one ring and go
2: <laughs> everybody's just sitting there like that, that'd, be that'd be risky great. as fuck though Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely would never do that. And I don't think that anybody ever should do that. But if you do that, you better have a security guard standing over your shoulder while you're doing it. Like yeah. if anybody even comes close to the motherfucker, they just get hit. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just get stood up real quick, hit him with the bang, the one, two. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's pretty crazy. It's the only other issue that I find with this too, is if they decide to ever do this again with any other franchise. Like, think about it. If they did it with, like Marvel, for instance, and they did the, the, the six Infinity Stones that were all something else. And then they did like the the Infinity Gauntlet, which is like the one of one. Right. Like, what if they did stop that?
0: giving them fucking ideas,
2: B-Money? Yeah. I don't <laughs> want Marvel and magic
0: as much as I like Marvel. I don't either. I don't but I'm just saying like,
2: fuck up. if it's successful and lucrative for them to do this, what makes you think that Wizards of the freaking Coast is not going to try this again with another franchise? Like, Dog, there's, no, there's no way they that's don't. It's fucked
0: up, B money. Because think about it. If they make the gauntlet and then they make the six infinity stones, do you understand what that would be worth? Do you know what a collector would do to get all the stones plus the gauntlet?
2: Yeah. To say, exactly.
0: like, I have the one of one time stone, mind stone, uh, whatever other stone. Correct.
2: Like, you're talking about multi-millions. Like,
0: and i also have the gauntlet
2: like correct that's what i'm saying like but what's what's stopping them i guess copyright infringement and like stuff like that not even like that. The they're
0: thing. wizards of the coast they could just message marvel and be like hey do you guys want to do this collab and like we'll make one of one yeah. <laughs> dude it's a money it's a money pit like we got you guys like
2: yeah i mean they could really they could realistically do that but that's scary about this whole thing right The scary part is that this could – if this is very successful, like it's going to be, because everyone's going to do this, right? Like everyone's going to be rushing to the stores to get these packs. I've seen people on Twitter that are saying they're going to camp outside gaming stores like the night before to get this, like –
0: which is crazy. Dude, my little happy ass is going to walk in there like Charlie from the Chocolate Factory. I'm going to be like, I'll have one pack, (laughs) please. (laughs) I'll have one pack. That's it. The golden ticket. That's
2: (laughs) it. Oh, that should be great.
0: And if the person working behind the counter sees me open it, and they don't tell me to run home and don't tell anybody, I don't want it. I don't don't want want it. it.
2: Can you imagine? Okay. So can you imagine if some sick freak flips it and rips it? (laughs) I feel bad for them. Imagine how they're going to feel. They're not going to be happy. Oh, dude. Absolutely. I would not be happy, but well, I mean, can you, I bet you that, that, that ripped one that ring is, would that, still probably sell for like a quarter million that's, dollars.
0: That's unmatched. Like nobody else yeah. should ever play rip it or flip it. Cause that's the whole point of the game is to see who, who, yeah, exactly. who, who rips the most fucked up card. Who loses the most. Yeah. Like bang, <laughs> that's it. You're done.
2: Yeah. The only other way you do that is if you bought like a really old alpha pack and like opened an alpha Lotus and ripped it. Like. Nah, dude. (laughs)
0: I can't be the only other thing. You're ripping history at that point. Like that's exactly no, Mm -mm. No, okay, look, and I do agree. I I don't want to say that I wouldn't do this, but I think I would gain so much publicity from doing it. Where, you know, you hit up Mr. Beast if you open up the one ring, and you're like, hey, I got the one ring, take me to a volcano. Let's go to Hawaii, let's throw it in there.
2: Dude. Okay. So that's the other thing too. Now that you brought up Mr. Beast, what if he just was like, I'm gonna spend a million dollars on packs? I'm gonna make a video. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna pay these people X amount of dollars to sit here and open packs until they find it. And they just open packs on packs on packs on packs on packs. And he finds it and then he's just like, All right, hold your hand on this hold your finger on this box that has the one ring in it. The last person to take your hand off wins the one that ring. Like, you know what I'm that just sounds like some Mr. Beast shit. That would
0: be sick and like I think, I don't know, part of me is like, wow, this kind of sucks, because I feel like the only people that are gonna, and you know, everybody has the same amount of chance to pull the One Ring, but definitely it's skewed towards people who have the money, and they have the revenue, and the connections to be able to actually get more chances to pull the One Ring, right? Yeah. So like... There's a lot of online stores that just have, like, a billion Bussejos. You know what I'm talking about.
2: Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Like, what's
0: stopping them from just, like you said, just opening up all these packs? Like, and Mr. Beast and Logan Paul. And, like, that's... The only thing is, like, I want the card to go to, to like, an actual Magic player. Somebody that actually cares
2: about the game. That'd be be ideal. Yeah,
0: that's... yeah. Like, in an ideal world, it'd be a Magic player where it actually means a lot to them. And it's not just somebody just opening up packs to be like wow, look, this is worth X amount of money. It's somebody being like, wow, I'm holding a piece of magic history here. Like, this is the first of its kind. And hopefully they don't take away from it. And it's the only of its kind, right? Yeah. Like, that would be beautiful. Like. Mm, For sure. Like, I I think that would be the the best outcome. But is it going to happen? Who knows? Um, we just gotta, I guess, wait for it.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and then it's just yeah, it's it's gonna be like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, dude. It's, it's literally gonna be Willy Wonka. Like, That's crazy. And and yeah, I I I just if enough people told Mr. Beast to do it, he would do it. Also, I did hear this. I'll make this very brief because we're like going into an hour and a half now. But oh, uh, the other thing too is I I, I heard somebody say. You know, what if you got you made got Mr. Beast to make a video when you have it to like fly everyone to Hawaii and like reenact? That's what I'm saying. Like, the final that's scene. That's what I'm saying. And like toss the, it in yeah, a volcano. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Find a guy named Sam to carry you up the mountain, like <laughs> you know, like get fully dressed up as Fro- like Frodo and Sam, and like do the whole thing, and just like make a bunch of sweet content with it, you know, and then just toss it in a fucking volcano. That way, no one gets. That'd it. be a good ending. I would be. Happy with that? Oh yeah, for sure. I'd be so happy with somebody that. Somebody was like, "Somebody was like, uh I'm 100 down to invest in the GoFundMe for the person that gets it and wants to throw in a volcano." I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah like, <laughs> let's do it!" Like,
0: it would it would be such a good like hats off to Lord
2: of the Rings. You know, it's like. Oh yeah, the One Ring,
0: I mean, and it was destroyed, and that's it. Nobody will ever be able to get the One Ring. Like I don't.
2: Yeah, or somebody just takes a lighter to it, like on on the like, yeah, video. like who
0: cares? Like yeah, it's worth a lot of money, right? But I mean, if it's life changing money to you and you desperately need it, I I I don't fault you for selling it either. But if like you just want to do it for the flavor, do it for the
2: flavor, man. Like
0: that'd be sick. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think you're stupid to not just take the money, but. <laughs> I mean, because that's like, like we kept talking about. It's like it's like that would money. pay off it's, my house. You're never the same person after. Yeah, that. like that would. Yeah. Oh, not even that. I'm fuck paying off a house, but the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, that's just that money can just compound you for the rest of your life. So it would. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But I just you know if somebody know. like Mr.
0: Beast opened it up and they already have all the money in the world,
2: like sure, dude, like go for it. At
0: least make it sweet. Don't. You know, don't just sit on it. Oh,
2: for sure. For sure. Or give it
0: away. Fuck it. Um, just give it to somebody else.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, hey, you know, this is like one of his famous videos where he's like, no one takes your hand off this. The last yep. person gets the one ring, you know? Something that'd be like that. sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, so next week, regional championship. RC time, baby. Yeah, excited. we got we're less we're about a week and a half away. So,
0: hey, y'all already know um, we're gonna be talking about this next week. Look at this.
2: Yeah, next Yay. episode we're gonna be talking about it for sure. Um, good old, I don't know why he's doing that. S
0: for Legends, baby. We we'll going.
2: My deck looks. I'm gonna sweeter. be going super in depth. <gasps> those are those of you on YouTube can see what we're doing right now, but oh yeah, uh, all the all the audio podcast listeners can't see. We're both. Showing our sweet sure you gotta pay you gotta pay decks. one more for that invoke <laughs> um, but yeah so our the regional championship in San Diego is a week away we'll briefly talk about it because we're just gonna talk about it on the next episode anyways mm-hmm. but uh, we're a week and half away. I'm excited uh, if I get to go what yeah I'm excited to go um, so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet I get all the boys together everyone that everyone qualified and you know we'll just try and send it hit the pro tour
0: for sure i'm very excited well uh, are there any uh other topics you want to cover before we balance b
2: money no i'm just uh if you guys want to hear all about standard and stuff then, i mean the next time we the next time we the next episode that we do is going to be solely based on talking about the rc and then I know that we briefly talked about, like we said, trying to do an in, like a live episode with all of us there uh, in San Diego. Yep. Um, maybe we can like convince DreamHack to like let us use this. Yeah, that would be, so that be kind of cool. Be so like... But um, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see. But I think it'd be super cool to do something like that. Um, and you know, maybe maybe even like go live on YouTube or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. See something like that, and just that'd be I think that'd be cool. So
0: yeah, we'll definitely figure something out. Again, thank you so much for joining me, B-Money. Also, I do want to let you guys know that Xavier did have some internet issues, but he does say uh, goodbye, everybody, and he does appreciate you guys for listening. Um, and again, yeah, we'll, we'll be uploading a pretty standard-heavy episode next week, um, and then hopefully we'll be able to do some in-live coverage and stuff at uh, RC San Diego. So make sure you drop a like, follow, subscribe, uh, leave us any suggestions you might have on our Twitter, at Team Metamorph. And we look forward to seeing you guys in San Diego. And I hope you guys have a great night, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Peace.